The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the show. My guest this week is going to be the newly appointed UK APP Vice President, Kim Hutchinson. Uh, We didn't really have time to sit down at the UK APP conference, but luckily Kim was also at BMXNet in Germany. We had a little bit more time there, so we sit down, have a conversation about the state of piercing in the UK. Um, I think the the UK APP organization is super important right now for our industry. Um, I'm really happy to see that it's going so strong. So I talked to Kim a little bit about where um, some of that success comes in, uh, what some of the obstacles are for growth of not only the um, UK APP brand, but just piercing overall in the UK, some of the misconceptions about what membership is and how stringent it is, um, what the the motivations and and mentality are of the organization itself. So it's really good to kind of get that stuff sorted out, uh, sit down and have a really nice conversation with Kim. Uh, As for me, uh, the the hits keep on rolling. I I don't really have any free days. You know, I'd say maybe once or twice a week I can kind of hang out for the majority of the day. But even if it's a day off, you know, I still have to spend a couple hours in the morning doing emails or editing things, dealing with my my online store or my social media or catching up with my APP emails, all this, all this kind of stuff. So um, I don't want to make it seem like I don't like it. I do like it and I do love my job and I do love the industry. But uh, I'm kind of realizing that I've been sort of painting myself into a corner the last couple of months. Um, I'm not really sure how long I can maintain everything with uh, equal enthusiasm and uh, results. So we'll see. Um, So I've got a new t-shirt that I just submitted. I don't want to give that away just yet. Um, Whenever I have the uh, shipping notification that they're on their way to my studio, I'll announce those and I'll probably uh, let everybody here on the show know about them first if you wanted to kind of snatch some up. Uh, there are going to be some hoodies uh, in that for uh, the people that want them for the fall and the winter. It's going to be a super small run of hoodies, though. I, I think I've got less than a dozen. So if you want a hoodie, um, definitely grab it as soon as I post this stuff online. Um, I have been having a lot of people asking for uh, sort of female cut shirts. So I've got some racerback tanks. Um, I bumped the quantity up on those so that I got a, a little bit of a price break. So I'm not going to have to charge any more than the, the traditional t-shirt style. I know a lot of times women kind of get the short end of the stick and, and they end up having to pay five or $10 more just because it's a, a woman's cut or a smaller screen print or something like that. But I went out of my way to make sure that it's going to be the, the same price as all the other t-shirts. Uh, my class for Toronto going super, super well. Couldn't be happier with that. Um, a lot of help from Bador. You know, I really want to say thank you so much for helping me find that venue and, um, you know, for helping me out, uh, you know, giving me a ride and a place to stay while I'm up in Canada. Um, really looking forward to that one. And I think think uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll do some more in Canada. You know, if this one goes as good as I'm hoping, um, I would like to do something on the West Coast, you know, somewhere around BC or Alberta or something. I'm not really sure yet, um, but I think I'd also like to maybe do one around Montreal, you know, uh, go visit some friends and kind of hang out up there. Montreal is such a, a beautiful city that, you know, I wouldn't mind going back. Uh, still trying to work out my Portland class. I have to jump through a couple of hoops to get accepted as continuing education for their criteria. So I've been dealing with the health department there. Um, doesn't seem like it's going to be um, a no, but I do have to cross some T's, dot some I's, all that stuff before I can uh, make that uh, official. Um, I've got some good interviews scheduled. I am going to, uh, I'm going to probably regret it, but I'm going to attempt to do a friendly debate about skin preps with Jeff Saunders at Camp APP. And for anybody out there listening who knows Jeff, um, Jeff is one of the smartest people that you'll meet and knows skin prep backwards and forwards, um, is very much in the iodine camp. I am very much in the uh, PCMX camp, Pure Cleanse and Technicare and those products. 
So I am going to do my homework for sure um, so that I can have an intelligent conversation with Jeff. Uh, I'm actually going to schedule an interview with Howard Dolman who runs SoLabs, the company that makes Pure Cleanse. Going to talk to him about a few misconceptions about um, some of the chemicals and some of the applications and and uh, what what circumstances it's appropriate to use products like that. So hopefully um, I cannot be a bumbling idiot when I end up talking to Jeff. Also on that uh, board of directors meeting and, and KMPPP meeting, I'm going to try to sit down with Steve Joyner. I've been meaning to get an interview with him for probably a year now, but things just haven't lined up. Steve's one of the the legit busiest people that I know in the industry. You know, he's always flying somewhere and dealing with legislation and regulatory affairs and really helping a lot of people out and, and doing a lot of good. But that means he doesn't really have a lot of time to do interviews for podcasts. So hopefully I can grab him while we're in Atlanta, um, talk to him a little bit. I've been really looking forward to getting that in- interview online because uh, Steve's a really important person within uh, the APP organization and within body piercing uh, overall. So let's get into this week's interview with Kim Hutchinson from the UK APP Board of Directors, and I'll be back after that. Um, Hi, my name's Kim, uh, Kim Hutchinson. Um, I work at Skins and Needles Tattoo Studio, which is in uh, Middlesbrough, northeast England. Um, I work as a business within a business. Uh, My business is Skin Seamstress. Um, If you search Skin Seamstress on Facebook or just skinseamstress.com, you'll find me on there. Um, I've been working in the industry for quite a long time. I think I started um, as receptionist in a tattoo studio in uh, late 2002. And from there, I've kind of seen it all. I've done studio management, I've done piercing, and I did a very small amount of tattooing as well. So you're also involved in the UK APP. Yes. Uh, what's your position with the UK APP right now? Um, currently, I am a vice president. I was secretary for our first round of, uh, of the board, and then we've had a reshuffle um, just recently, and I'm now vice president, still under Nikki Holmes as president. So where do you feel the the UK market is right now? Do you feel like, from from an outside perspective, it seems like a lot more piercers are getting engaged and trying to be more progressive. Absolutely. And, you know, they're crazy about jewelry, but yeah. they're also crazy <laughs> about sterilization and safety and all these different things. And, you know, not to say that any one market wasn't engaged before but you know the difference between the industry now and five years ago is very stark definitely um i mean now in the uk um obviously getting quality jewelry has always been a possibility but it's been made easier now that we have uk and european distributors for certain brands um just the the closeness of the uk piercing community and when i started it was very much a closed book you didn't talk to anyone else you didn't give away any you know secrets as 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 it was put to me when i first started because that would mean people would do your thing and they would steal your clients and you don't talk to anybody except the people in your studio um, and it was it was a very ruled with an iron fist kind of thing. Um, and then after I'd been in the industry quite a while, I realized that if I'm having a problem with something, then I can ask another piercer, hey, how do you do this? If you had this issue, what would you do? They will answer me and that's okay. I don't owe them anything. They don't owe me anything, but we help each other out. And, that, and I love that the UK piercing scene is now knitting together. Um, you know, we're getting, it's not clicky. It's, you know, yeah, there's always going to be people who are friends and people who don't get on. But I do feel like as a whole, we're, we're bonding together more. And I think that is an absolutely fantastic thing. And I think that the UKPP um, is definitely helping strengthen that. We've just had our fourth uh, conference in uh, Manchester just last weekend. Um, and just, just that family vibe, which is just amazing. It's just so great to see everybody. And we, we all say, oh, peers of family, peers of family. That is definitely what the UK is feeling like right now. You can, you can tell, really. And, you know, for those people that are you know, as you said, closed book, where they don't want you interacting with other studios. They have that in the States too, you know, like that you do see that. But the the thing that, if you need to create an argument, not really an argument, but if you need to kind of convince someone, you know, let's be a little bit more open-minded, let's make friends with local studios, or, you know, maybe not down the street, but at least maybe in the same city or, you know, a short ride away. Um, those shops aren't going out of business. No. Those shops are, are getting busier and busier and busier. 100% absolutely. And I think a big part of, of being successful is not so much keeping your competition or quote-unquote competition away from you, 
um, because that's also keeping the information away from you. Yes. You know, the information has to flow both ways. Yes, yeah. it's a two-way street. And you never get better if you're not getting out there and, and learning what is working and not working for other people. And I get the kind of maybe old school shop mentality or tattooer mentality where it's like, these are my customers, I can't lose my customers or I won't be able to pay my bills. But the thought process has to change where you have to you have to always advance otherwise you get left behind and then those those shops that you're not talking to they're going to surpass you and they're going to take your clients anyway absolutely yeah. um the way i like to look at it is miracle on 34th street which is okay. one of my favorite christmas films okay the whole if we don't have it we'll find it for you mm -hmm. if i get a client come into my shop it happened um oh, a few months ago i had somebody come in they'd bought a push fit end from a studio in london and they wanted me to fit it. I didn't have any push fit posts. I'd done the original pacing, which is why she came back to me. Um, so I sent her to a studio about 10 miles from me, um, which is a friend of mine um, who I knew stocked, had in stock, push fit. And it was, a, it was a three person thing. I did the piercing. She got the jewelry from somewhere. She went somewhere else to get it fitted. And I don't feel like I've lost a client to either of those studios. They don't feel that, you know, they're now, you know, they've taken a client from me. We've That person now knows I can go to any of these three pieces and I will be treated with respect. I will be treated fairly and I will get a great piercing with great jewellery, with great service. That's so really the, the perfect aim yeah. of an organisation too because it's, it's just like the APP having their standards, the UK APP having their standards. Yeah. When you have that kind of community where people are on the same page and I they say- I know I can send someone there. Right, And I know they will get the same level of service they would get exactly. from me. Exactly, yeah, it's something dependable. Absolutely, and I think that's what's great about the UK at the moment is we are slowly, you know, the UK APP is still in its infancy. As I said, we're four years in, in our conferences. And slowly we are, you know, we're expanding, we've got new members coming in and we've got this little network on, you know, social media being amazing. We've got this little network. I can say, hey, you know what? I can't help you with this. Um, I don't stock that brand of jewellery. Um, I'm waiting on an order from that. I don't have anything in at the moment. But here are three other studios I know that stock it. These ones are local. These ones you can contact via Facebook. Here's their Facebook. Mm -hmm. And we can help each other out because then, and we all say it, we say, oh, tell them I sent you, tell them I sent you. Because next time they get a client who's maybe traveling up my way, they'll go, hey, you know what, if you need anything, pop in and see Kim. Tell her I sent mm -hmm. you. And this is what we find. We find it is definitely, you know, like I, I, we keep saying family vibe, but it, it is, it's, you know, we all want our clients to have a great piercing, great jewelry, a great, you know, and, and love piercing as much as we do. And by all of us, it, by it not being a, a team thing, but oh, you can't go to that studio if you're friends with that person and you mm -hmm. can't go here if you've been here. By eliminating all that, we are just creating this lovely open playing field for all our clients to feel as if they don't have to come in and go, oh yeah, I, I went to this studio. They can come in and go, I went to here and mm -hmm. they did this. And then we can go, holy shit, that's amazing. That's a beautiful piercing. They've done a great job with that. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll say, oh yeah, I saw that on their Instagram and I liked it. Mm -hmm. and, this is this is what we want. I think that, like you said, organ this is what an organization does and this is what an organization aims for, is to have everybody working together towards the same aim. And that is definitely where, where we're at in the UK at the moment. Especially with piercer mobility and client mobility, you mm -hmm. know, and you combine social media with that. Um, if you tell a client, sure, you might live here, but you might go to university somewhere else. Um, and hey, I know a great studio that's going to be 10 minutes away from you. And, and then you create this, uh, this trust with the client where they, they feel like they're part of something, you know, and then yeah. they feel confident like, Absolutely. okay, what I'm buying has, has value, there's service behind it. And this isn't the only shop. They're not trying to trick me. You know, there's a network of these different studios. Yeah. And then what happens is all of those studios are building their own clientele, but they're also building the brand of Safe Piercing yeah. and UK APP, yeah. and then everybody benefits from it. And that. as that bar raises, everybody else comes with it. We right. all work, work, we all go with it together. Mm -hmm. I work in a university town. Um, we have we're primarily and um, we have a huge nursing department. We have a huge uh, computing department as well. Um, so a lot of people will travel, especially the computer side of things. They do graphic design and computer game design, and it's one of the best in the country um, at Teesside University. 
And so we get people, I mean, we have people from all over the world. We have people from, from Norway and, you know, like Scandinavia, we have people coming from mainland Europe. But then we also have people just traveling just down the road from mm. Durham, which is where I live. I get people coming in and I recognize them and then go, oh, yeah, you go to such and such a bar. Yeah, I go to such and such a bar. We know, we kind of half know each other. But then there's people traveling up from London. There's people traveling down from Scotland to come here. And a lot of them say, especially at this time of year, when we get the freshers in, we get, you know, the new crop of students, they'll get a piercing and then they'll go, so I'm not from here. Mm-hmm. And then I can go, okay, where are you from? They'll say, oh, I'm from here. I'll go, okay, well, there's, there's this studio, this studio, this studio. And I'll always encourage my clients. And I think that everybody, I think all of the UK at the moment, if, if we hear that from a client, we go, right, you message me, you send me an email, a Facebook message, you tell me your nearest big town, I will find you a piece. We will do that Perfect. work for you yeah. because we don't want you to go to a hack. We don't want you to go, oh, well, there's a piercing studio, that'll do. Mm-hmm. So we say, please get in touch and tell me where you are so yeah. I can send you somewhere that I know will look after you, right. will look after your piercing, and we'll keep you in this this lovely, welcoming group of piercers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to say that there are, you know, not every studio is welcome just because I don't know them. It doesn't mean they're not a welcoming studio, right. but it's someone I know and someone I trust. Mm-hmm. They might approach me and say, oh, I normally get pierced at this studio. And I go, I don't know that studio. I look them up on Instagram and holy crap, this works amazing. I want to follow this studio. I want to make friends with this mm-hmm. piercer. And I go, oh my God, I had one of your clients in. They were lovely. They spoke very highly of you. Can we be friends? And I'm not, I don't make friends very easily. I feel like I need, um, I know in your... Uh, class having an awkward bandana on the dog i feel like i should have an awkward bandana so having something like that that can break the ice saying i pierced one of your clients you pierced one of my clients not well not that they're my clients or their clients but we should you know we have people who get pierced by both of us it's a great icebreaker Mm -hmm. it means we can talk it's something we can chat about and i think that again that helps with that getting to know you and and bringing people into the fold, as it were, for, you know, for our conferences, for our little groups. Well, you can really tell with the vibe in the forums on Facebook Mm -hmm. and and with the actual conference itself, um, there aren't people sitting off in little clicks and pointing and whispering about people. It's always just like, oh, that's cool. I like your social media. And I saw this picture you did. And oh, you, you changed jewelry for one of my clients. And they said it was great. And it can be really inspiring, especially for those piercers that feel like they're on the outside looking in. Yeah. When you can kind of reach out and you can be like, hey, I was checking out your stuff. It's great. Can I send a client to you for a jewelry change? So I, I know that their jewelry yeah. is going to be taken care of. And that's really inspiring. And then that maybe motivates them to get more involved in, in the, the wider network. Absolutely. Just yeah. just seeing um, some of the responses that we've had from our conference. Um, we had a lot of first timers this year. This is the biggest conference that we've run to date. Um, and we've had a lot of people who just, just message us on Facebook and say, this was my first conference and I almost didn't come because I was scared it would be clicky and bitchy and no one would know me. Mm-hmm. So I would just sit and like, like you said, just sort of sitting in the corner and not, but they're all welcomed in and they said, we were made to feel welcome. We enjoyed it. We had a great time and we learned something. And that is obviously the whole point of the conference is yeah. learning and, and sharing ideas. Even if it's not a formal class, you know, I think we all know that just in the bar after classes, there'll be a quick discussion on, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I really struggle with doing those. I hate doing those. And someone will go, why don't you try it this way? Mm-hmm. Go, oh, okay, I will. Yeah. And then, and then they, we learn something, not just in the classrooms, but just in the bar afterwards, go out for drinks, go out for a meal afterwards. And mm-hmm. just, even if it's not a formal, we're going to sit down and talk about piercings. Sometimes it's just a, a passing comment about, oh God, yeah, I hate it when that happens. Somebody will go, that never happens to me. I do this and it never happens. And it gives that idea. So, yeah, I think it's definitely, like we're saying about being a closed book, that is not not the case with the UK piercing scene anymore. It's very much like we all want to get together. We all want to learn. We all want to be the best piercers we can be mm-hmm. for our clients. So what do you what do you see as the next the next step? You know, do you do you want to try to grow UK APP membership? Do you want to try to get more people to the conference? Do you want to get more people involved in the forums? Like, what do you think is the the best way to grow that network? Any type of involvement's great. So even if somebody feels they're not ready to apply for a UK APP membership, just join us in our forum, you know, chat with other pieces, come to conference. Our conference, as with APP, you do not have to be a member to come to conference. Um, I think that definitely the next step is going to be an organic growth for our organization. We are still in our infancy, as I've said, 
four years in um but hopefully we will do some you know we will see some new members coming in we uh, me myself and nikki did a, a class about joining the uk app at the conference and um we had several people you know come along and say right well i have this problem and i can't be a uk app member while this goes on and then me and nikki would say hey well you know what here's a way around it there's more than one way around it mm-hmm. um and i I do worry that because it's always been that closed book is people are scared to, especially with the video submission, they think they're going to send the video and then we're going to blast them all over Facebook going, holy crap, have you seen what they think they should be doing as a person? Nothing could be further than the truth. We go through, we'll look through the video and we'll message you to go, have you seen that video? Have you seen their displays? I'm like, yeah, how did they do that? Like, right, message them, get how they did that display, tell, ask them how they did this. And it's it's not an invasive thing. It's us going, we want to see how you work because we want to know how everybody's working so that we know everybody is, you know, is doing what they can. Mm-hmm. And it's not, people think it's like a, a yes or a no. It's like, no, you can't be a member. It, it doesn't, and I'm sure you have that with the APP oh, too. Yeah. People Absolutely. just assume mm-hmm. that because they aren't in this massive, shining bells and whistles studio, it's, it's about your environment that you work in being safe mm-hmm. and being fit for purpose. And so what are, what are some of the bigger misconceptions? Like a, a big thing for the APP in the U.S. for a long time, people thought, okay, I have to have a statum. I have to have the things that I see APP members using, and they don't understand that, well, some of those things are above minimum standards. Yeah. So what are some of the misconceptions gold. you have to work against? Gold. gold, gold, gold. Everybody thinks you must be using gold in everything. You have to be a leprechaun with your pot of gold jewelry <laughs> to throw at people. And it's nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, gold's great. We love it. We love seeing it. We love putting it in people. There is some absolutely mind-blowing gold pieces out there. But you don't have to stock gold to be a member it's it's not a, like you said it's not a minimum requirement at all mm-hmm. you have to have safe jewelry but you don't have to have gold jewelry um i think like yeah definitely jewelry standards is something that people worry about um thinking that they have to have all genuine stones and everything but you have to have safe jewelry but you don't have to have the fanciest jewelry mm-hmm. um i think you'd agree with me when i say i would rather see a simple plain polished good quality titanium labrette in an earlobe piercing that is done well, that is done safely, than to see some absolutely amazing fancy BVLA clicker that cost hundreds of thousands, well, maybe not quite that much, (laughs) but a lot of money, a lot of money in a death piercing that's, you know, not deep enough or slightly crooked or the anatomy wasn't quite right, but they crammed it in there to get that gold sale. Mm -hmm. I would much rather see that beautifully placed simple jewelry um in a in a safe and viable piercing than something that was crammed in there just because that person saw the clicker and went oh that's nice yeah and they said okay let's put it in yeah yeah i I think people people sometimes see membership in an organization as kind of showing off or marketing or something like that showing off definitely that's really not what it's about you know it's it's about setting a minimum standard and kind of saying Yes, I agree with your definition of minimum standards, you know, mm-hmm. so whether it's the material or what kind of sterilizer or the way that your studio is is laid out, just like simple, small things mm-hmm. that make huge gains for health and safety. Absolutely. And that's and what it's all, all about, it's that safety. That comes later. If you yeah. choose, you know, there are you studios, you never even have to carry one piece of gold. It's yeah. not about that. It's about working safely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think it's a lot of studios think, a lot of pieces think that they're going to have to change everything they do to become a member. I would say that looking at the way that the UK piercing scene is now and the way that people are working and the number of people that are coming to conference, the number of people we see discussing topics online and the answers that they're giving, the advice that they're giving when somebody asks, how do we do this? We're looking at that and I truly believe that 80% of piercers in the UK surpass our minimum standards. I, I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. Sometimes I get people that, that approach me at the APP conference and they say, oh yeah, I really want to join, but you know, I really want to make the video perfect. And I, I just tell them like, okay, do you have A, B, and C? That's all you need. Like, we're not going to take your video and scrutinize every little bit. Like, we have a checklist and it's very simple. You know, yeah. do they have this? Do they have this? Do they have this? And if it's a yes, 
it doesn't need to be the world's fancy fanciest option for that. It's just like, can you wash your hands? It? Can yeah. you sterilize things? Like that's what we want. Yeah. You don't have to be um, like a ten out of ten. You know, it's like it's everybody just needs to be at a safe minimal absolutely. standard. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I do. I believe that most of the places in the UK are at or above our minimum standard, but they're too afraid for whatever reason to apply. Mm -hmm. They think that we're going to just go no, and that be it. We're not going to say right. this isn't quite how we'd like it why don't you try this which is what we would do we're not going to tell people what to do we're not going to tell people this is how it has to be mm -hmm. we're going to say well look your sharp spin at the moment is on the floor if you attach that to the wall it's more secure it can't be kicked over um nobody's you know gonna accidentally sort of like you know punt it across the room mm -hmm. or anything like that why don't you mount it on the wall and, and that way, and, and then, oh, well, there's nowhere on the wall to mount it. Okay, well, we can see that you've got this space here. If you took that certificate off the wall, you could put it there so it's right next to here. And and that way we, and I'm, I know that the APP do this as well. They look through your video and then your video submission is not an absolute. It's not if that's a no, it's a no. Mm -hmm. It's a... We're going to look at this and we're going to make suggestions on how you can be a better piercer. You're getting that advice, like we were just saying about passing yep. on advice, passing yep. on tips and tricks mm -hmm. and saying, okay, we've looked at your video. There's a couple of things that we can see that we feel could be done a little bit better. This sink means you have to go past a dirty area to get to it. Why don't you move that's the dirty sink to being the sink nearest your clinical waste bin or whatever? Mm -hmm. And that'll work better. And making suggestions like that. And I think people do think that we're just going to slam the door in their face if they don't meet the standard at that exact second that we look at that video. Yeah. I mean, you'll get criticism when you join an organization, but it's going to be constructive criticism. Absolutely. It's not going to be just a, a flat-out denial. And when I submitted my video for the APP, I was approved, and I still got a list of constructive criticism. You know, they said, yes, all these things meet minimum standard, but we would suggest you do... Um, maybe more of a hands-free towel for drying your hands after, you know, and maybe if you moved your trash can over here instead of here, it would be yeah. more efficient for you, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and, and, I, and I enjoy that. When other people come into my studio, other piercers uh, and professionals, I, I always say, you know, what are your thoughts? What improvements do you think I can make? Yeah. And, you know, if people are intimidated about joining an organization, keep in mind that it's more or less private between you and the organization. Yeah, nobody sees the video. Nobody else sees any answers to the questionnaire that you do. Right. Um, the questionnaire was another thing that was brought up. Um, a lot of the, you know, the people who came to the class said, oh, well, in the questionnaire, it asks about this. And I'm like, the questions are not there to catch you out. If there's a question you don't know the answer, learn the answer. Mm -hmm then answer the question because you have learned the answer to it. If when it asks about bloodborne pathogens, if you, if you don't know what a bloodborne pathogen is, Google it, mm -hmm. read up on it, you know, spend an evening having a look about, you know, we're in the golden age of technology, you can find anything out on your phone. You don't even have to get off the couch to find it out. And then you will know, then you will know about it and then you can answer that question. So there's nothing, the application needn't be scary. And if you are a bit nervous about submitting, you can ask questions, you know, you can ask, ask a board member, ask a, you know, a current member if you can buddy up, if, if they can, you know, especially if you're local to another member, just go to their studio, say, look, I want to apply. What what the fuck do I do? How right. do I do this? How do I get around this problem I'm having? You know, we need a sink putting in here, but we can't get plumbing. They can suggest, go, oh, you can get the freestanding sinks, things like that. There are, There's more than one way to skin a cart, which I hate that expression, but there are. Um, and so there are more, there's more than one way around a problem that would arise with your membership. If if you could call it a problem, it's, it's a, something that needs solving and it can be solved much more easily than you think. So what are some of the, the really simple black and white minimum standards that people would, would need to focus on to achieve UK APP membership? So um, our, um, our membership criteria has changed over the last couple of years. We felt that we wanted to set, not to set the bar low, but to add standards in year on year. Kind of phasing to, them in. To, to raise that bar slowly so that, as I mentioned, then everybody would raise with us. So um, things like um, having to have a separate sterilization room. At, the, at present, that is... You don't have to have that, but that's something we are bringing in. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember if it's for next year or the year after. Um, but at the moment, as long as you have a considerable distance between your processing area and your setup area, that's okay. And I think people assume you have to have this fancy air-locked sterilization room. 
if your room isn't big enough to you know accommodate that you can move it into another room you know um, it, it can be shifted around you don't have to you know keep things exactly the same and try and make it work you can change the layout of things um there's uh things about um the helix testing and things i know you guys have spore testing mm -hmm. for autoclaves which we don't really have in the uk um we ask um for we started out saying you need a weekly helix test and one of the um uh changes that were made for this year for the 2018 criteria was that that then had to be daily so every day you use your autoclave your first cycle or you start them or whatever mm -hmm. you use your first cycle you have to have that that helix test indicator right. um things like um you know like like jewelry like we've got the minimum standard of the jewelry and we ask for 30 days of um invoices so just to prove just to prove that you're buying from these companies that we know are safe absolutely and you know that there are no approved vendors you know we can mm -hmm. look into mill certificates from anywhere if we get a someone says oh i use this brand and we go oh we haven't dealt with them before we will contact them we will ask for mill certificates and and then just because it's not a, a jewelry brand that everybody uses that doesn't mean it won't meet minimum standards mm -hmm. we can you know we would find that out which again, I know the APP. There's so many jewelry brands now that pop up, and you know, yeah, the, you yeah. Know. Verifying mill certificates is is pretty challenging lately, you know, yeah. especially with ones that are outsourced to Asia and things like that, where maybe they're not super reliable mill certs. So that's kind of Brian's domain for all yes. that. You know, he checks yeah, up no, on it. Yeah, no, he he does well with that. But it's important, you know, because you, if you're going to have an organization, it it has to be based on some level of reliability. You Definitely. know, and, and body jewelry is a key component to body piercing obviously. Yeah. So, it is still important to kind of stick to your guns on that one, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah. Um, again, it's it going back to people assuming that we need to see invoices for gold jewelry or yeah. and genuine stones yeah. and things. We and you're not saying you have to use these very specific brands. And no, there are no yeah. pre-approved brands Basically, or anything Basically, you're just like giving that. people a category of jewelry and yeah. say, these are some of the things that we need to see from the jewelry you're using. And it's really just to eliminate the worst of the worst, you know, yeah. because sometimes people are using jewelry that's very substandard and, and you really can't, you can't have the common public just wear that and expect it to be fully safe. So yeah. setting that standard, setting something like sterilization, those are all yeah. very simple cut and dry things that yeah. don't require you to be the world's most experienced body piercer yeah. and with the most expensive studio in no, the world. No, no. Yeah. And again, it's going back to that one word of safety. Mm -hmm. If it's safe, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That, you know, and if you go above that, brilliant excellent but you you know as you said that is something that you can then build towards like you said getting a list of things you meet the minimum standards this is all fine but here are some suggestions and that's you know that's again what we would do and this is why we are slowly adding we didn't want to throw everything in all at once with these things that we're adding um into the criteria mm -hmm. um so things like having a, a, a completely separate sterilization room things like that which a lot of people I think in the UK, well, probably in the US as well, most piercers work within a tattoo studio. Um, they maybe have to share um, sort of an autoclave with the tattooists and things like that. Um, piercing in the UK is definitely moving away from this, but at one point it was just this weird little extra thing that tattoo studios might offer. Um, it wasn't seen as something, as a standalone business. It was always tattoo and piercing. Right. But now we are, there are, piercing only studios like Nikki's studio Blue Lotus in Newcastle that is solely piercing there are many others as well um, I work in a studio with tattooists but as I said I am kind of a separate business from it all mm -hmm. but um, you know a lot of a lot of piercers are working in a tattoo studio and I think that something else that came up in the discussion is they were worried we'd have they had to show all the tattoo booths in their video we don't care about what yeah. your tattooists, they're just yeah. tattooists. We don't care about Right, they're not them. performing the piercing, no. so they, they don't need they to meet. They do not need to meet any standard at all. So, yeah, that is that is something that I think needs putting out there, is that if you're applying to the UK APP, mm -hmm. then what your tattooists do does not matter. It's, you know, we want to see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, as long as it's, and it's a membership, it's a personal membership. If there are two pierces in a studio, we need two membership submissions. So it's not that everyone in the studio is covered under one membership. You can use, you know, obviously the video would be 
the same thing, but you would have two separate questionnaires. You'd have two, because a lot of piercers do things differently. A lot of piercers um, use, use a different prep. They don't like this prep, they use that prep. They don't like using tools, so they're freehand. So answers to the questionnaire might be different for each piercer. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that one piercer, yep, they're okay, but you're not. It just means, hey, this person does it like this, this person does it like that. And it helps us as an organization see what piercers are doing, what piercers maybe want to learn. We mm -hmm. look at that and go, you know what? We've had a lot of people recently saying that, um, you know, they, they, they use tools to pierce. Maybe they'll want to learn some freehand techniques. Mm -hmm. Let's put a class in the next seminars session about that. Um, and it, it is, I think people see it as a, as a black and a white in you're either good enough or you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, you being a good piercer is is what matters and you being a safe piercer is what matters because it's the it's more the environmental criteria that's looked at i think people think we're going to want to see the videos of them performing a piercing yeah. or we yeah. want to, you know we're going to scrutinize their social media and and, and say oh well you know they're not using this brand mm -hmm. well i haven't seen anything you know i haven't seen a single gold piece i yeah. don't like it. that's yeah. not how it is it's about your environment it's about you being safe in what you do every day and you being aware of why mm -hmm. we ask for these things why we ask for a helix test you know why we have minimum jewelry standards and it is once you understand why we ask those things it everything else just kind of follows on from that and mm -hmm. we are we are getting a lot of people like i said just asking you know i oh, I'd, I'd love to be a member but yeah. there's always a big old but mm -hmm. and those those little those big old butts are actually generally very small butts <laughs> and they're butts that we can we can kick yeah, yeah. well okay <laughs> i like big old butts so, <laughs> the, the app had uh, a really similar issue a few years ago where the perception was, this is our cool kids club, you can't join, you know, or if you want to join, you'd better work extra hard because we're going to make it really tough for you. But it, how, why, why would anybody make an organization like that? You want as many people to be involved Absolutely. as possible this is because what we were saying. it's yeah. a professional organization. We all succeed together. Like if we have five people that want to be members, we're not going to be able to do as much as, as if we have 500 people that want to Absolutely. be members. Absolutely. You know? This is something that we discussed bigger right Bigger organizations, the start. Yeah. a bigger market, more people thriving and, and becoming successful and sharing information. Like that's, that's really the goal of any professional organization. Pull in as many professionals yeah. as you can and get them working at the same standard. The strength in numbers. Right. And the bigger that number is, the bigger that voice is. And mm. um, when we have to approach, um, you know, issues like the FGM issue, which is going on in the UK at the moment, um, this is something that if we only have two or three piercers sitting there going, oh, no, this, this, this isn't right. We need to change this. You know, it, unfortunately, because of the change in, in the law, in the wording of the law, should I say, um, you know, that, that impacts negatively on, on, on what we do. But as you said, if we then have 500 people getting behind something like that, we are more likely to make more noise. People will listen to us as, you know, and take on board what we as a group are saying. If we're a large group, mm -hmm. instead of it just being one or two people, you know, very quietly saying, oh, no, we're not happy about, why, you know, what's happened. Yeah. Um, and there's, again, there's that help in numbers is all of that advice that we mentioned that's being passed around and things like that. The bigger the group gets, the more advice there is, the more mm -hmm. people there are to ask the for help. The more credibility. And the, absolutely. And the more people that you can ask for help, the more people you can send your clients to mm -hmm. because you know they're adhering to that minimum standard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I I, I do get what you mean where people think, oh, they just want to have it as an exclusive little club. Mm. And nothing, honestly, nothing could be further than the truth. An exclusive little club is just a, a few people just yeah. sitting around going, yeah, yeah, you know. From the piercer standpoint, you know, the bigger organization you're in, the more it can benefit you because then you have more colleagues, yeah. the bigger network. And that's what we are, we're things. colleagues. Yeah. yeah, we are all colleagues. Yeah, you're not competitors. Not at all. And no. then as the organization, you know, the more members you have, the more work you can do and the more credibility you have for outside organizations. If you're trying to get sponsorships or work with a new venue site for seminars, you can say like, this is the strength of our organization. This is how many people we expect. And then other This other... is how many sales you will get at the bar. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that, but you can also tell vendors, you can say, This is how many people will be showing up and looking at your products. If you support our organization, you'll have access 
to this potentially entirely new market for yeah. you. So uh, just a bigger organization is a benefit for Definitely. everyone involved. The organization and the conference. At our mm-hmm. conference, just gone, um, we had uh, seven tickets that didn't sell. Hmm. We sold all but seven of that full. Then that's to full capacity. That was as much as the hot, as many as the hotel would let us sell. That's great. Um, so it, it was just incredible um, to see how many people. And again, like I said, new people, new faces, hmm. bringing people in, letting people know that it's not a closed book anymore. Yeah. And that you know, I think that is the next step. Getting people just in the same room mm-hmm. without feeling that they're being scrutinized is step one. Yeah. And then introducing that membership where you go, you know. You, you know, you're doing all of this great work, you, you're doing this in an excellent environment, you're doing this well, why don't you submit a membership? Because if you're doing all of this, it meets our minimum standards. And like you said, it's a checklist. Mm-hmm. We go through, we go, okay, yeah, they've got a Walmart shop spin. Yeah, they've got hot running water and they've got a separate uh, ultrasonic for their jewellery. Yeah, they're autoclaves appropriate. Yeah, they're doing the daily helix test. Um, you know, they've got um, all their surfaces are disinfectable. This is all stuff that... We reiterate from, um, I don't know if you guys have like a, the council regulations um, from, I know it varies from state to state. Quite but a bit, yeah. Yeah, we have that in the UK. It's, I think it is a little bit more unified mm-hmm. in, in the UK um, with, with the, the, the council minimum standards. Um, but most of what we put in there is just reiterating that. Mm-hmm. So if you're meeting the council standards, you're probably about halfway there anyway, yeah. even if you don't go beyond that. Yeah, most of the time when I, t- I talk to piercers and they're freaked out about joining, um, even if they have to do work, it's such minimal yeah. work. You know, it's yeah, like, it's okay. mounting a sharp spin on the wall. Yeah, you need it's hardly any budget, and a half that hardly way. any time, yeah. hardly any effort, and then that's it. You know, and then people realize that's like, they, they, it builds a confidence in themselves because they say, well, well, oh geez, I'm already... Yes. Working to these standards, I never would have thought that yeah, because absolutely. I think that you're all on this level, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, it's good getting the people in the room so they can see the reality of it. Definitely, mm-hmm. um, I give a handout out in the class of a checklist of basically the, of the video walkthrough. We send the application pack to people. It's a lot of pages because obviously the questionnaire is included in that, the jewelry agreement, the logo use agreement is included in that. So they get it through. They open up this Microsoft Word document and I can't remember how many pages, but I would assume around 20 pages. And they go, oh fuck, no, I'm not reading all that. That's too much. That's far too much. But when you, when you take out the, you know, the bits that's just sort of information and text and this is, this is how you do this bit, this is how you do this. When you re- reduce it to a checklist, it fits on two sides of A4. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's including a bit of waffle from me that I wrote on the bottom of it all. Um, so you go through that checklist and you look at it and you could, like I said, you could probably tick off half of those things anyway. I think that, I would hope that that handout helps a lot of people realize that just because they've got this 20 odd page document through, that isn't all filled with, you must do this, mm-hmm. you must do that. The bulk of it is like I said, the, even the two pages worth that I've printed out and given people, it's a bit of waffle from me. Um, but that checklist, it's its very concise. It's very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And its it's very easy to attain. It's very attainable. Um, you know, and it, as you'll probably tell people who ask about joining the APPs, you don't know till you try. Exactly. You do not know till you submit yeah. that video and you get that email mm-hmm. through going, hi, welcome aboard. Because there's no downside. Even no. if you know, heaven forbid, you you were denied. It's not like you're going to be blacklisted. It's not a denial, though. It's not a denial. You can okay. you can resubmit. You yeah. can either resubmit your video. We might go through everything. We might go through the questionnaire, the jewelry agreement, the other you know the personal criteria that we ask for, and go. This is all perfect. And then we look at the video, and like you know, I'll use the sharp spin analogy. We look through the entire video, mm-hmm. and there's sharp spin on the floor. Right. There's a bin that you just isn't foot-operated. This is an open-ended issue. Yeah. When this issue is addressed, then... Refilm your video, resubmit it. Right. And yeah, th- this is the thing. It's not, a, like I said, it's not a closed door in the face. It's not yeah. a denial. Yeah. It's just... You're not limited against anything. Yeah. It's not you... like you lose access to the no, seminars or the not forum at all. or anything. No, not at all. You're just going to be encouraged to, to try to change a few small things. changes. Because yeah. they will be small. And that's the thing. I think people are... You know, I know when I did my video, you know, I'm on the board and I did my video. I was like, oh my God, I have to get everything and I have to show every drawer and every sharp spin on the wall. And mm. I must bang the pedal on all the bins to show, look at that, it's foot operated. And, you know, it, it is, it's terror and the narration. 
my accent's horrid. My my accent is awful. I've got a very very broad County Durham accent. I am playing it down for the benefit. Are you from I, England? Yeah. Also, I've had Australia. We're obviously yeah. in Germany this week, and mm. I've had two people ask if I'm Australian. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm Northern. <laughs> I'm from Northeast England. Um, and doing the video and then watching it back, I just cringed. My voice. And... I don't think anybody likes to hear no. their voice. No. Even when I listen back to this I podcast, I'm it sounds li- like a completely I, different I, person. I may not listen to this. This will be horrible for me. It'll be torture. Because it is. Nobody likes their own voice. But I watched the video back um, and then I realized that I hadn't shown... Um, Oh, what had I, oh, I hadn't shown um, the bin in the processing room because it's tucked under a counter. Mm-hmm. So I reshot it. Then I fluffed my lines. Um, I actually, I was so nervous doing it. And like I said, so nervous and awkward. I typed out a script of what I wanted to say yeah. in each room. And on the video, you can hear that cr- crinkling and crackling in my hand as I'm holding it up. Reading the, a script. Yeah, reading yeah. the script out because I knew I'd fluff my words. And I still fluff my words, even with the script. We do not give a shit <laughs> if you swear, if you go, oh, I mean, I meant ultrasonic, not all clip. If you get your words mixed up, mm-hmm. it's nerve-wracking. It's horrible, you yeah. know. Um, on one of the takes of my video, um, my counter staff, one of the counter staff um, in the studio, um, she came up to me, are you busy? Well, yeah, I've got a phone and I'm talking to myself. What do you think? Yeah. You know, and I'm going to get out back outside and reshoot again. And filming outside the shop and talking with mm-hmm. people walking past, like, what the fuck is she doing? You know, it is embarrassing, but it is an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody gives a shit. Nobody yeah. cares yeah. how silly you sound. It's the same sound. thing with the no, AVP. Like, yeah. we don't care if you know how to make a perfect video yeah. or if you can just like barely f- like muddle through it and just send us something. Yeah. All we need to do is see that you have the things on the checklist. Yeah. You know, and that you the environment the is you say you at are. a minimum yeah. standard. Yeah. And that's it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to, no. You don't have to give us a big rolling, yeah. you know, monologue of, right. of, of modern piercing or anything yeah. like that. We just want to see your studio. We want to hear you as well. We want to get mm-hmm. a bit of about you because you know we want to. I'm terrible with names. If I can see somebody just giving a silly wave in the mirror at the end of their video, I can go right. I know who that is now, and mm-hmm. it it does help, especially when you got so many of us in you know such a small space. Now, you know we have a three day conference. You know there's like you know a hundred plus people there. Mm-hmm. It is difficult with names and things, and I'm terrible with that. I was doing registration, people were coming up to me, and I'm like, what's your name? And they look at me, and they're like, well, it's me. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, sorry. And, you know, it, it is. It, it's a lot of names all in one yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and my memory's not great, so. Um, okay, so for the people that are interested in the UK APP, what are some of the avenues online? Like, what's what's the forum called on Facebook? So we have um, the UK Pearson Meetup Group. Um, there has been some talk of us renaming this to make it seem because we did do a lot of social meetups in the beginning. We still encourage that, but we don't tend to have anything formally organised. Um, it isn't. It isn't a direct. It, it's not a, a UK APP group. Mm-hmm. It's just how we start. We started in a little tiny cafe in Newcastle, um, which I'm sure I know. Nikki did a podcast with. Them. I'm sure she told you that. Um, we had about six pieces. And we grew from there. That, mm. that is literally how it started. We Nikki put something up on Facebook and went, let's all get together and have a cup of coffee and a slice of cake. Mm. And there was cake, so we came. Benefits. Uh, of course. And then, yeah, we sat, chatted, and then we decided, look, let's let's give this a go. Let's see how we can get. And then after, you know, we, I think we had two meetups, and then we said, you know what, let's try and get, you know, a, a, a UK branch of the APP, you know, as like a sister organization mm-hmm. and, and see if we can grow that. I know you came to our first seminars in Birmingham, which were in the basement of a nightclub yeah. um, with like, what, 30 people, I think. Yeah, but was it was there. still great. It was great. And yeah. and again, it was that fam- that sense of family. And then we then from there, we went on, we had two years in Birmingham at the Radisson Blue and then the Radisson Blue in uh, Manchester mm-hmm. at the weekend. Just which was a great hotel. Oh, it's beautiful. It yeah. was absolutely beautiful. The conference space was great and we were so well looked after. I mean, mm. they they bent over backwards for us. They couldn't have done more for us. Yeah, they no, were. They, were, they, they were seemed amazing. really happy. It wasn't like who are these weirdos taking yeah. care of our hotel. <laughs> yeah. They were lovely. They were really lovely. Um, we had somebody on call every day. They came up at the start of the day, introduced themselves, said hi. I'm going to be looking after the conference space today. Here's my direct number. You need me, ring me. And it was beautiful. I mean, mm. the, the, honestly, the they could not have done more for us. It was fantastic. It was great. 
Um, what about the website? What what website would people go to? Um, it would be ukapp.org.uk, mm-hmm. um, and on there we've got um, sort of we've got some you know things from the conference. There's um, links to other social. So there's links to the Instagram, links to the Facebook page, and things like that. And we have got the link for membership um, up on there as well, and information about membership because it's not the same as with the app. We don't just have Pearson membership, business membership. You know, we've got like you know corporate memberships and um, business member at large things like that. So you know, you don't have to be a Pearson full time to be part of what we do and mm-hmm. to and to join us. Um, so that I mean, the the website. Um, I think we've. I think this week we were trying to get all of the conference pictures up from. Um, uh, from last weekend but um you can follow us on instagram which is uh, safe piercing underscore uk and there's uh, our social media team seven marie do an amazing job there's always pictures going yeah, up great. um the instagram stories um are brilliant and they're really funny as well the ones from conference were fantastic um i did a self-care um talk with my mom who um she's not a piercer but she's a school counselor and she specializes in um she specializes in bereavement but she works a lot with children in a, in a school and um, we did a relaxation exercise at the end of our our joint talk mm-hmm. and everyone laid on the floor and we had some nice music and it was like a guided meditation and everybody at the end of that just got up and were like oh god i feel like i've you know i've had like three hours sleep mm-hmm. kind of thing and it was it was lovely and Seb actually did a very short video of that and you just see me laying in the very top corner of that just looking like a corpse just laid off to one side I couldn't move I was so relaxed it was great that's good I think more of these conferences should try to roll in like naps or something yeah that'd be great scheduled nap time yeah yes, scheduled nap absolutely. time siesta yeah great yeah. <laughs> uh, so what about you where do people find you online again uh, you can find me um, online it's facebook.com forward slash skin seamstress and my instagram is skin underscore seamstress um, I am I am a technophobe. I am not great with technology. I try my best. I do my best. Um, Aidan, um, who was um, a board member up until recently, he's um, he's now left the board. Um, he was our treasurer. The amount of times Aidan has had to help me out. And Aidan, why isn't it working? You've got your finger on the wrong button, Kim. You've got to press the... Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not very good with it, but well, I do I've try. I've got Brian. I always reach out yeah. to him. Brian, how do I do this thing with Google how Drive? How do I make it do? How yeah. do I make it go? Fix it. Yeah, fix yeah. it. Fix it. I don't care how you do it. Just make it work. Um, So I'm not great with it, but um, I do try and update my Instagram. Um, I use my Instagram for a bit of personal stuff as well as work. Um, Going through there, there will be lots of photos of vegan food and of my dog, Sid, who I am missing terribly this week because I haven't seen him. I miss him. Um, He's a rescue lurcher. We've had him for, I think, four years now, and he's my baby. Very cute. All right. Well, I appreciate you making some time to talk to me. Thank you. No problem. It was a pleasure. Get some rest for your suspension tomorrow. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for making some time to talk to me, Kim. I always appreciate it. I know how busy piercers can get. Uh, So just a couple of reminders. If you're interested in taking that class in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, it's about an hour outside of Toronto. You can go to precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars. It's going to be Sunday, November 4th. Uh, should be a good one. It's going to be the Understanding and Applying Freehand Piercing Techniques class. That's the one that I've done in Chicago and San Francisco and London and Baltimore and Florida. I've done it all over the place and I've gotten a lot of good uh, a lot of good feedback and I've also gotten a lot of constructive feedback. So, uh, you know, each time I do it, I get to improve the class a little bit. And I think this Toronto uh, or Toronto area one is going to end up being pretty good. So I'd like to see that one uh, sold out if possible. So uh, go ahead and check that out online. If you have any questions about anything, go ahead and email me at ryanpba at gmail.com. And I will be back next week. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.